Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. This is Rob Pitts. In the studio, as always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. What is shaking everybody? And then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Cubby Miller. What's going on? I'm going to do Richard's job here because I'm going to give a shout out to our great friend up in Tennessee, Trevor Dunlap. Knoxville, Tennessee. Knoxville, Tennessee. Trevor Dunlap, and congratulations on his little boy that's going to be born. That's right. That's right. I mean, I want to tell you something. First of all, Trevor's having kids. That's scary as hell in itself. (laughs) He has two kids and two El Caminos. (laughs) And an Evo. And an Evo. I'm not even 100% sure what that is. But you know what? I know what El Camino is, and that makes him a damn fine American in my book. And he's working on his mullet. We've been talking about it. I told him he has to grow a mullet. Yeah, he's going to sprout one of those out, I'm pretty sure. He has to have a mullet. I'm telling you. Hopefully. If you own, a, if you own an El Camino, two El Caminos, and you're going to have a little boy, you have to have a, a mullet. <laughs> That's just part of it. Yeah, and you got to like Def Leppard a lot. Yeah, yeah, those are our requisites. I mean, you know what I'm saying. Somebody said the other day, I was reading a thing on one of these social media sites that it's one of these country rock star singer guys that he's going to bring the mullet back. You know what? The mullet never actually went away. It just kind of dwindled off a little bit. Normal people just recognize like this is not a good look. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's kind of like the mohawk. It never went away. It's just the only person rocking it's Mr. T, you know? Yeah, and some tattered-up 17-year-old with those things in his ears. Yeah, there's... Yeah, there's Plugs. Uh, PVC oh, whatever, pipe. Yeah, there you go. Something, whatever it is. Yeah. That, boy, that boy's got pop fittings in his ears. You see that? That boy's got pecs in his ear. You see that? <laughs> That's what, believe it or not, my dad said that one. PVC. <laughs> my dad, I remember a couple years ago, we were at Lowe's or something, and one of the guys had them big old things in his ear or whatever. My dad said, is that PVC in his ear? I was like, <laughs> I don't know, Dad. He thought it was a piece of pipe. Oh, you know what though? I, I've seen him. I've seen him with freaking quarters in there. And Man, that's fifty crazy. cent pieces. And Just you know, what's gonna happen when you get Buick older? Buick hubcaps. And don't want that. I think they cut it off, like that that end of it off when have it gets all stretched out. Have to have surgical removal or something. I, I don't know. I've never I've never been big on poking holes in myself. Me either. Well, I mean, I've poked a few holes in my, or had other people poke holes in it but uh that's that's permanent that's definitely permanent uh, that, you you don't just pop those out and it goes away but no hey, that ain't gonna grow up to each their own but that speaking ain't about be... cool 90 cars what's our next one i tell you a good one and they're on the rise i know another on one. the rise what do i know a really good one too what's that the camaros the Fortune Camaro. Yep. They're nice start, ones. They're starting to climb. They're beginning. They're beginning. SS's. Yep. 
SS cars. Convertible cars are starting to fly. Nice, nice, low-mileage cars. Yeah. The Indy Pace cars. 30th anniversaries. Yeah, the, the 97, 30th anniversaries. Um, the fourth gens are starting to get on the money. The fourth gens are. The fourth gens, they got a bad rap. They are great I, cars. They just kind of got a bad rap. Well, the LT1 especially. Uh, these things, man, they were gods when they came out. And then a few years later, they brought out the LS, and everybody forgot about the LT1. I like LT1s. The, I love an LT1. The Firebird Formula ones, them things were quick. I yeah. always love the Firebirds and always love the Trans Ams. Mm-hmm. I'm a Trans Am guy. I mean, I, I love all Trans Ams. Uh, nothing against Camaros. I've had one, would own another one. But uh, I've, if given you know, two uh, otherwise identical cars, one's a Trans Am, one's Camaro, I'm a Trans Am guy. The Trans Am was just a classier Camaro, in my opinion. Yeah, it's a gentleman's It's a gentleman's It's a classy Camaro. I do like the TAs. The Formula Firebirds, eh, they're all right. But... They brought more money, though. They did. There's not as many of them now. Yeah. And what were the SLP ones were Formula Firebirds, right? Firehawks. Fire, there you go. Fire chickens. What are they called? They, again, they're... And again, these were expensive cars, so some people did buy them and not, I'm not going to say put them away, but use them very sparingly. And those are the ones, I mean, they're they're getting hot. Only went out on the hottest of dates in those things. That's right, yeah. That was my hot date car, not my regular date yeah, car. You don't take your wife out in that one. <laughs> you take your girlfriend out in that one. That's horrible. T-top. We do um, not condone that kind of behavior here at Hot Rods and Happy Hour. At all, no. Whatever the professor says, we cannot be held liable for Oh, and you, you, like we just talk about Firebirds and you get redneck on me. Like, I take your girlfriend out, you know. Well, yeah, maybe you're driving a Trans Am. <laughs> I mean, the shoe fits. Got the six nine nines in the back. Oh, Lord. You know, I'll tell you another 90s car that I absolutely love. And they are not going up in value. SL Mercedes. Yeah, yeah. they will. <laughs> I love SL. The, the. I'm talking about, like, boys in the hood, dope dealer, SL Mercedes. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like Hobie said with the fourth gens. It's beginning. Um, you know, those are cars that old people put away and literally drove on date night. Um, you know, if you can buy, uh, in the 90s, a $100,000 Roadster, that's not your only car. And, uh, the and now nice, it's a $4,000 Roadster. Well, the ones that got driven every day are, but those super low mile ones, again, they're not worth anything yet. But it's beginning. We're starting to see the 70s and the 80s SLs. Yeah, they're getting dumb. The Dallas days SLs yeah. are going nuts. There's a there's a SL over in Greer convertible. Um, he uh, what is his name? He owns the the mortuary over there. He has a white convertible SL that is just absolutely gorgeous. I tell you what, hot he don't rod, hardly ever drive it. Oh, uh, the guys over at Hot Rod Magazine. They built one with a 2JZ in it. That's a Japanese-powered German car. I remember in ninth grade math class. Which, hell, they make Supers with BMW motors in them, so I mean, yeah, you know, why not? it's whatever, you know? Yeah, I'd like to get a new Supra and put a 2JZ in it. Um, <laughs> I remember in ninth grade, uh, I used to read magazines at school. I got in a lot of trouble for it. And uh, there was Mopar magazine that had one of the Dallas-era um, SLs in it. That was painted Hemi orange and had a 426 Hemi put in it. That's a redneck that won the lottery. Eagle five stars and a shaker. 
And I was like, this is the greatest thing that's ever happened. <laughs> a 90s, I'll give you a 90s car that's not coming back, but I think they will. Pro street cars. Yes, they're on the rise. You got to think I, about I it. Back in, back in the 90s, they pro streeted everything. If it's all about glam, I agree with you. Um, technology is such that there's literally no reason to ever have a pro street car. But then again, most pro street cars weren't really that fast anyway. No, they just sounded apart. Yeah, no, they, they looked the part. Yeah. And um, sounded apart. So I could see it for like car shows and things like yeah. that, but not if you're actually like in Hot Rod magazine and stuff. A lot they're starting to to take a lot of pictures of. I was looking at it the other day because I just got the prescription. They're they're starting, you got a prescription for no this <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah I got a prescription you got but, a, but, got a problem you yeah. got a prescription for Hot Rod magazine <laughs> yeah it's called uh, spend way too much money on magazines but uh. They're starting to take a lot more pictures of, of the pro street stuff, and it, it's starting to come back. Well, another reason is kind of like Rob talks about with the uh, street rods that were built in the 90s. Yeah. They're, they're out there. They never went away. Yeah, they're just sitting in garages. Same with mini trucks. Yeah. You, know, you can pick them up for nothing. And people are starting to buy them and bring them back out just the way they are. Right, just fix it up. And, and people are like, oh, look at this. No, they ain't even doing nothing to them. And everybody's like, oh, look at this mod or look at this. Well... That was done in the 90s, and people just think it's something new. Well, everything old comes back. True. Sooner or later. Parachute pants. I tell you what else. The damn commercials ain't that old. They come back every time. Guys, stay tuned. We're talking about 90s classics right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 WORD. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hours. This is Rob Pitts. In the studio, as always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. What's going on? Yeah, we were talking about the 90s and uh, the scene in the 90s. How about a shout out to my hometown of Detroit, Michigan? Detroit. You know it. I was actually reading a text about you another were. shout out while you were doing a shout out. <laughs> Detroit, Michigan, Rock City. Like Richard, like like whenever you don't think you could have any more street cred, you'd be like, Yeah, I'm from Detroit. You know I'm repping the D. <laughs> what what part of Detroit were you in? I'm not from the city of Detroit. Okay. I was born in Trenton, Michigan, which is like five miles outside <laughs> of Detroit. Okay. Um and uh full disclosure, uh, I moved down here when I was like two. Oh. So, yeah. So no hanging out in the ghetto. Well, I mean, we've been back. You didn't didn't meet Eminem or anything. Yeah, you know, I wasn't like that baby in a diaper slinging dope (laughs) on the corner or anything. (laughs) I can see little little Richard out there playing ball at two in the... the You know what? I actually can... I can see it a little bit. I can see that. I can see that. You know what? 90s cars that are hot. You got to ring Kobe. Oh, hey. Hey! 
and hot how are you rod- doing over here? Oh, hey, Kelly. Hey. You know, welcome to the radio show. And Hot Rods and Happy Hours Legal Counsel slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? Cool 90s cars. Cool 90s cars. This is one for you that I think is going to surprise you, that I think is going to go up in value, that I think this is actually going to be a very valuable vehicle, clean Jeep Cherokees. Oh, they already are. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's happening right yeah. now. No, I don't, I'm talking about Grand Wagoneers. I'm talking about no, Cherokees. Cherokees. Yeah. That's already happened. But a little. They're not jumping through. Now, you, you need to look hot. at Bring a Trailer. Yeah. <laughs> they're getting hot. Okay, what's this? Did you look at Bring a Trailer? I, can, can we get no, some I haven't. Spon- can we get some sponsorship? Yeah, really? <laughs> they, I'm serious, man. They yeah, are. They actually are bringing some money because I, I, I kind of follow the little Jeep trend off-road thing, and them things are starting to bring some serious money. Well, and the reason for that is, like, a lot of people up north that had, like, you know, their winter cabins or whatever would buy them to be cabin cars. So they are. They're sitting in garages with low miles. Um, you know, they get taken care of because people that own them are rich. Um, they are. They're, they're out there with did low— Did you ever thought Wagoneers would do what they do? No. That's insane. My brother did, though, actually. like way, I, I was like, man, really— no, you've watched Great Outdoors one too many times. Right? No, he used to say they're they're gonna they're gonna go crazy. I thought he was nuts, but uh, apparently I was wrong on that one. That's you know I mean what a fifty sixty seventy grand for yeah. Wagoneers, and I mean they're cool. They're very cool, but they're not that cool. Well. God, I hate this, but um, I've seen a few of them going for real big money with LS swaps. Like, you know, they look perfect original on the outside, but they have an LS swap. And uh, some of those are bringing 100 Really? A hundred? It's happened, yes. Which, I mean, don't get me wrong, the 318 of those things were kind of 360. Like, 360, but it was not a 360. It was not a Mopar engine. It was an AMC engine. It was an AMC engine. engine. Yeah, so, I mean... The LS is definitely an upgrade. Well, yeah. A 360 Mopar would be an upgrade, too, though. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that LS, though. That crate engine, 350 horse. How about 500 horse, reliable, fuel mileage, faster, better running, All right. longer lasting. I don't... Heartbeat of America. And we're talking about Jeeps. It's like I opened up the hood on this. I opened up the hood on this... Uh, on this lightning truck I bought, and it has this. You want to talk about nineties? I got something nineties for you. Open up the hood on this lightning truck, and there's a sticker under the hood that says, "The heartbeat stops where the lightning strikes." That's awesome. That is awesome sticker. That's the tackiest jockey lot. Hey, you need to swap meat sticker I've ever seen in my life. You need to get that blown up and put it you across need, the front of the window. You need to put that on the back window, like yes. the entire back window. Yeah, All my guys at the shop were trying to get me to LS swap it. No, what? No. Yes. No. Don't do that. You need to get that sticker blown up. And like he says, either put it across the front. That or is the tackiest thing. I want to put it across the windshield of your S10. That's fine. It's I'm dumb. good with that. Don't do that to a lightning at least. I mean, if you're going to do something awful and sacrilegious, then just get you an old OBS F-150 and just do it to that. Don't do that to a lightning. Don't do that to a light. Unless you want to give me the 351 and I'll put it in the Murata. <laughs> so you're telling me you'd put a Ford motor in a Dodge, but if I put a Chevrolet motor in the Lightning, I'm a bad man. I don't think you've driven my Dodge yet. <laughs> uh, it's got a 
out a 5.2 liter. Hell, I don't think you've driven it yet either, but you know, I did say it once. Yeah, I drove it to work and had a blowout. Um, <laughs> Have you ever thought the car just doesn't like you? Yes, a lot. I think that every time I get behind the wheel of it, um, and I'm trying to change that, but, uh, you know, I don't know. I got a lot of words in my head that I can't say. <laughs> I can see where the Murata would make you use a lot of those words. You have no idea. You know what I'm saying? It makes you think of a lot of four-letter words, and Ford is not one of them. (laughs) (laughs) It has made me think about Fords before. (laughs) (laughs) Anything, a Pinto, Granada, I'll trade. I'm down. No, no. All right, so how about some Mopars of the 90s that you think are going to be worth something? Dakota RTs. Man, I want to tell you something. Where's the nice ones, though? There aren't that many. They got the thing. Those things got clapped out. Well, and another one that... And then, you know what? The thing is, those trucks really didn't get the rep they deserved. Because, like, they were the soup... I mean, they were, like, their, their version of the Lightning. They were muscle trucks. They were muscle trucks, but they didn't get the respect they, they deserved. Really. They really did. It was a cool truck. They were fast trucks. I'll tell you one Mopar from the 90s that... Should have already taken off, but hasn't, but I think eventually will, is the Lotus-headed IROC RT and Spirit RT. The Daytona IROC RT, that's the thing. Okay, I, I'm listening <laughs> to you. I'm fixing to Google it because I don't know what you're talking about. Um, Daytona IROC RT and the Dodge well, that, Spirit the, RT. They, they built the cars for the IROC Race Series, correct? International Race Champions. Champions. But it very loosely based. Well, yeah, they were V8 rear-wheel drive. But, yeah, in 1990, um, Chevrolet stopped paying the rights for the IROC name, and in 91, Dodge picked it up. So there was a Dodge Daytona This IROC. is what happens when you drop the ball, Kobe. But in 92 and 93, they made, the, jump in. Yeah. they made the IROC RT, which had a 2.2-liter twin-cam engine with a Lotus head on it that was just an absolute rocket ship in its day. But they also took that same engine and they put it in the ugly little box Ford four door uh, Dodge Spirit RT. Yeah, RT. And uh, I think those eventually will come into their own. Man, I won't tell you something. I couldn't tell you the last time I saw one of those things because they weren't very reliable. <laughs> a Dodge is not reliable with a Lotus head. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even wrap my mind around that. Yeah, it's hard to believe a Dodge isn't reliable. I know it's craziness, guys. Stay tuned. We got more hot rods and happy hour headed your way. Right here on 1863 WORD. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour in the studio. As always, Hot Rods and Happy Hour's financial analyst slash numbers guru, Richard Hoskins. Shout out to the city that was always hopping in the 90s and pretty much the 80s and 2000s. Oh, Miami, Florida. <laughs> I, that, I think that's always kind of been a yeah, hot I spot. Think pretty much a, I think it's always going to stay a hot spot. Yeah, I don't think that one's cooled off yet. Yeah, you know Will Smith did that song. Man, Welcome no. to Miami. And all of a sudden, everybody wanted to go to Miami. <laughs> and then, of course, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours Legal Counsel slash all around cool car guy, Kobe Miller. What's going on, everyone? So, you know, we're talking about 90s classics. 
and 90s cars on the rise. Now, I got one, and we were talking about it in the off segment, and, and, and we haven't picked on the Ford guys in a minute, so I thought we'd jump on this. 94 through 90. Well, New Edge was 2003, right? Four. Uh, went through 2004, yeah. started in 99. Uh, SN95 is 94 through 98. I love the New Edge, or the, the SN95 Mustangs. I think, myself, it's a better car than the Fox. Don't get me wrong. It the is Fox, car the, the Fox. Fox body is an iconic car. Don't get me wrong. And I like that. I've owned them. But I, my heart, growing up in that era, I love the SN95. Well, you had one in high school. But, I mean, they were in every conceivable way, they're a better car than the Fox Body. Four-wheel disc brakes, five lug, Fox more body, horsepower. I mean, it was just a better car. Fox Body is like the 55 Chevy. It you know, It is our generation's hot rod. But the fact is, in 1994, when they came out with the SN95, it was a better car. It was a better car. Far more superior car. Yeah. I mean, you, like you say, you have four-way disc brakes. You got, you know, more horsepower. You got... I didn't have more look. horsepower first. Really? Well, no. Actually, not even the Cobra. Even the 93 Cobra. The 94 Cobra had five more horsepower than the 93, but the yeah. GT had the same amount of horsepower. Okay. I thought it was a the little GT. bit more. For some reason, I thought it was a little bit more. It became more. Yeah. Um, especially with the Cobra, but... Um, just better cars, a better chassis. Uh, they called it, I think the actual platform, you know, it was SN95, but I think the chassis was actually called the Fox 4. Really? Yeah. Um, and it was. It was, just, it was better. It was a better car. It was nicer inside. It wasn't designed in the 70s. A lot more luxury. I yeah. Mean, it, really I mean, just, was. it was luxurious. It was a plusher car. Had the wraparound dash in it. Yeah. I mean, I want to tell you something. You round the Fox Body Mustang, there's not a lot to it. No, 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 there ain't. They're very bare bones. Even loaded out, there's not a lot to it. Well, loaded out is like fake leather seats and power windows. And that <laughs> stupid cargo light thing. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the folded, it's like telescopic. You can't do anything with that. I'll tell you the worst thing on a Fox body. And like you're, you know, let's say 80, 87s and up is the little clip on the center console. If you ever find one that is not broke. It's a miracle. Well, and the ashtray. Yeah, and ashtray yeah. door. The ashtray door. Yeah, the that ashtray was made from paper mache. And that little clip on the on the center console. That, God. Yeah, if I ever get like a super nice museum quality Fox body, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm just going to take that ashtray door and just snap it. <laughs> <laughs> Odds are it's already broken. I don't even anyway. want to worry about it. I've never <laughs> seen one that wasn't glued together. Nope. I, I bought a, I bought, and this was in 2003, or I bought a really hot 93 LX hatch. I mean, just basically a glorified drag car. And they put a C4 in it, and the shifter was in the ash, where the where the ashtray door was. <laughs> Lisa's given up. To, you know, Lisa's got a purpose. Very true, very true. Yeah, that was probably the best thing for that ashtray. That, that, was, that was the cool thing ever. And they made these cool filler panels. So where the shift originally was, there's just a black anodized aluminum panel there. So you look in there, and at first, like, at a glance, it like had a shifter in it. The shifter, because the shifter was a good bit further back, actually. I'm guessing that panel would be good for, like, switches and things like that. Well, they took the heat and air controls out and the radio out also. So it was all the toggle switches were in there. It had, it had tickled me when I bought it. The guy I bought it from must have been, like, OCD from way back. Because, like, it had an electric fuel pump, an electric fan, and it had... 
they had a kill switch, and there was, you know, like four or five switches, but there was ten across it, but only like four of them were actually hooked to something. And it was like every other one, but they weren't marked. It's not a very <laughs> efficient design. <laughs> well, I think it was theft deterrent more than anything. This car was was a glorified drag car. It had uh, had ten inch drag lights on it, and uh, rear suspension had been changed out on it. Had a really hot three hundred six on a ton of gas, a ton of giggle gas. I mean, like this thing was had two ten pound bottles mounted in the back, you know, for recreational purposes with nitrous. Um, the uh, this car was overkill from the word go. No power steering, no heat. This car sounds terrible. And uh, no inner fenders. Everything's took out of it. They took all the insulation out of it. And then you'll realize how much weight's and all that stuff. Oh, got. yeah. And, it's, and, it looked, and it looked great because it had full door panels, had power windows still. So you could roll your window down. And you had to because with long tube headers going down the road, your feet were on fire in the floorboards because there's no insulation. All you have is an eighth inch thick piece of sheet metal between your feet and 700 degrees. <laughs> yeah, that's a race car. Yeah. Oh, it had a parachute on it. I mean, <laughs> it, I mean it, it, it was a race car, but it, it tickled me like it had all that, but it still had power windows. You know, just like. Well, you got to keep your luxury. I mean, the, the uh, it didn't have race seats. It had factory seats in it. And when I got it, it actually had a GT Grant steering wheel, because that's an airbag car. It had a GT Grant steering wheel on it. Is that the one you had to force a steering wheel back on? <laughs> so he had the factory wheel that was yeah. perfect. It was a low-mile car. Before they made a track car out of it and ruined it. But it was a beautiful Mustang. It really was. And this had this GT Grant steering wheel, like this $30 GT Grant plastic go-kart looking steering wheel on it. And I wanted to take it off. I wanted to put the factory wheel with the airbag back on it. So, well, I pulled the GT Grant wheel off, put the steering wheel puller on it, pop the wheel off. When I did, you know, they didn't make an adapter for that. So what they do, they bought a GT Grand adapter for like a Bronco 2, and they drove it on with a hammer. <laughs> so you can only imagine what the steering spline, or what the spline looked like in the column. So, so that's what you're going to be controlling this car doing, you know, 120, 125 miles an hour down the this car, this car was running, you know, low sevens, high sixes back then, and that's the steering wheel. So I put the factory wheel on it, and literally, like, it just slid down. Like, like, two-two. I didn't have to, like... It wasn't snug by any means. And I'm ashamed to admit what I did to keep the steering wheel on it. I JB welded it and then stuck it on it and then put the nut on it. Did you hook the airbag back up? No. (laughs) (laughs) I'd be more worried about the steering wheel coming off than the airbag. Well, knowing about the steering wheel, I think I'd want the damn airbag to work. (laughs) I would want that airbag too. But you know what, though? I never had a minute's trouble with it. The, the three other times I drove it <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> down the street and uh, in a straight line. And this car now, this is the funniest thing ever. So I had it for sale. I had it for sale online. Had a guy come by that I knew. I wasn't like close friends with him, but I knew him. Older guy. Car sitting in my driveway. He goes, hey, you mind if I drive that little Mustang up the road? Yeah, man, drive it. He was gone for two hours in this thing. He's probably trying to turn. <laughs> so and keep has got three and a halfs on the front of it he comes back with groceries in it <laughs> you went and got groceries in a car with a damn parachute on the back that would be the best grocery gift. i kid you not 
My I man. kid you not. <laughs> My man. And didn't buy the damn car, which made it even worse. They just took your car to go get groceries. Yeah, he just went joyride. It went to the damn girl. He got a gallon of milk and some eggs out of the back of this Mustang. Of course, they're good if you put them in the driver's floorboard. Yeah, you would have had scrambled, scrambled eggs. eggs. I was going to say, they would be hot. <laughs> he had hard boiled ones. But I hope his milk curdled. You know, I mean, this, and I mean, I'm like, he was getting groceries out of the back of it. That's funny. Well, it's a man's man, definitely. I mean, you know, you can pull it up in your... At least get a steak. With a reverse valve body, manual valve body in it. I hate that, and I don't know why. I know why that's a thing, but it just seems stupid enough. With a ratcheting B&M bandit shifter in it. Just smack it. I got a 90s question. What's that? Do you think... Now, you know, 70s and 60s and even the early 80s, the wagons have, you know, really took off. Do you think the 90s wagons are going to do the same? No. For a couple of reasons. One being there were a lot more cars in the 90s. Like, even, like, the wagons from, say, the 60s, we'll just use, they were still the same car that was, like, a Chevelle or, uh, you know, whatever, Think about cars in the 90s, like wagons or front-wheel drive, you know, like Luminas and stuff like that. One, people don't restore cars anymore. People don't, they don't make reproduction parts for these cars. So, no, I don't think so. And they're not. Are you telling me my Lumina Euro 3.1 won't be collectible? You don't like, you don't think like the Caprice wagons or. Caprice wagons are different. That's what I'm saying. I've got got a good one for you when we come back from this this commercial break. I got a good one for you. All right, guys, stay tuned. We got a lot more. We're talking about 90s classics right here on Hot Rods and Happy Hour. Right here on 106.3 (sighs) WORD. Spring is a time of renewal. So why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. All right, guys. Welcome back to Hot Rods and Happy Hour. This is Rob Pitts. In the studio, as always, we have Hot Rods and Happy Hour's financial analyst slash numbers guru with his parachute pants on, the professor himself, Richard Hoskins. Let's keep it in the dirty south for the final segment. Shout out to Atlanta, Georgia. ATL! That's my town. I love Atlanta. Whoop, whoop. Except driving there. I remember in the 90s, me and my buddy Eric driving to Atlanta after a fishing trip at 4 in the morning so we could listen to Outcast. <laughs> it was right when AT Aliens came out. Oh, my goodness. And That's 90s. Yeah. That wasn't a very smart trip, but, uh, yeah, we, well, we made it. it. You survived. We, we lived survive. to tell it. That's it. Then we have Hot Rods and Happy Hours legal counsel slash all-around cool car guy, Cubby Miller. What's going on, everyone? All right. So you talk about a cool 90s car. So I work 
for a very large auto parts chain right out of high school for a little while. And when you work for a little parts store, you get dumb people in there and you get all types. I met some really interesting guys with some really cool cars that used to come in there. And then we had people that didn't have really cool cars but wanted them. There was this kid that came in there. He was my age. I call him kid now, but we were the same age probably then. I had my Mustang GT convertible sitting out front, you know, and I would walk out and smoke a cigarette and wipe on it in the parking lot. He'd come pulling up in a Chevrolet Celebrity. And not like the Euro Celebrity, but like the Celebrity with wire wheel hubcaps on it. Not the cool Celebrity. Grandmother's Celebrity. Front wheel drive, 3.1. 2.8. Was it 2.8 in that? Yeah, it went to the 3.1 when they went to the Lumina. Okay, so it is 2.8. But it's Celebrity, though. Yeah. And uh, it was great. Funeral home, I think every one of them was great. I think you're right. So anyway, and this kid, I'm sure his grandmother gave him this car, and this was his first car, and he wanted a cool car. He wanted something to mod so bad. And he started coming in and buying parts. Well, I didn't really, I saw him pulling up in the celebrity, but didn't think much about it. He'd come in, he'd buy like a big sun tack. <laughs> and then like he'd come in and he'd buy like, the uh, you remember the steel braided hose leaving kits? Yes. Well, like he'd buy like two packs of those things. You want to talk about a pain in the ass? Oh God! Very God! Those things were designed by Satan. They were, and you better have make sure you have a lot of band aids. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was designed by people that hate people. You know, <laughs> and, I mean, and like he'd come in and buy like just just random stuff like Octane booster all the time, and, <laughs> and just. You know what I mean? Just all kinds of stuff. And then next thing you know, we didn't see him for a little while. And then he comes pulling up, and like you hear, there's nothing like the sound of like a V6 with a glass pack on it. Yeah, that, that's not a compliment, by the way. Yes. And he comes pulling up, and he says, I want to show you my ride. And this thing's got a tack under the dash mounted. He opens the hood. He did everything in blue accent. So, like, all the, the 2.8 on top of the intake and all that stuff was painted blue. It was beautiful. He did a wonderful job. Every hose was still braided on it. Dang. And, I mean, like, this thing work. was a show car. I mean, this was more show car than the guys with the new Challengers and Chargers at the car show show car. In a Chevrolet Celebrity with a 2.8 in it. And this kid, like, you know what I'm saying? He was proud of it. And, I mean, he, was, I mean, he, did, and he did a phenomenal job. Other than the muffler. But it's just like, you know. That is the epitome of work with what you've got. He did. And, like, I mean, it was straight up. Like, you had to give him props. It was, you could eat off of it. And it probably didn't have 30,000 miles on it anyway. Right. But but you know what I'm saying. Like, this thing. So, somebody, there's a celebrity riding around <laughs> with steel braided hoses. Had a, had a, he made his own cold air pipe for it. Yeah. You mean he didn't just buy one? <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're telling me you can't order one of those? K and N don't make a K and N don't make a quick kit air filter for a for a knot. <laughs> you can get one for your John Deere lawnmower, but you can't get one for the celebrity. But this thing was done up and like phenomenal job and detailed out to the max. And I'm like, still has wire wheel hubcaps though, but rims are expensive. You know, but that's the thing. I bet you he was probably the proudest guy in the planet. You know what? 
He absolutely loved it. And and believe it or not, he probably if he ever did take it to a show, people probably was impressed. Like well, you were. Another thing though is that guy today is an adult. He knows how to work on his own car. He yep. knows how to detail and he probably does have something cool now. He probably does. He probably had something really cool. He probably still has a celebrity too. He probably does. You know, a lot of times people like that, they'll keep it. You know, uh, but I, that that's the thing. That's what Hot Rodden's all about, though. That's what it's about. That guy, and I mean, that guy, he probably has a million-dollar car collection now, but <laughs> but you know what I'm saying, though. But that's what it's all about. Like, you got to give him props. He really is. Absolutely. He ain't some punk. His daddy bought him a GT Mustang or Trans Am. <laughs> He's <laughs> some punk kid. <laughs> but but you know what I mean. Like, like you know, this this guy was rocking it. And, like, he used to cruise around. I'd see him around. And you know what? I th- I, I did the nod, what car guys do. That's it. He deserved it. He earned the nod. He's a car guy. He is a car he is a car guy. He is a car guy. And can get a senior citizen discount if he needs to. <laughs> he could park in a handicapped spot and nobody'd even question it. Could have pulled that up at the Sizzler. He'd have been <laughs> hot stuff. Sizzler. He pulled it up for the early bird special. <laughs> he kept that thing beyond clean. Like super clean to all the time and i mean that, i mean that's that's what it's all about though there's no telling he probably had a thousand dollars of that celebrity and accessories <laughs> yeah because inbraided hose kits are not cheap god i hate they're stuff. not hard they're not easy to put on either no they're not i mean i'll be honest with you it'd been easier to put a small block chevrolet in that thing than putting the hose kits on it yeah try putting the damn things on if you're me <laughs> he said, I've been there. Yeah, I've done it. Well, they work like Chinese handcuffs. You know what yeah, I mean? The like, more you pull them, the worse they get. Yeah, and then they they fray and then poke you underneath your fingernail and everywhere else. And then they look like crap when they're on because they have been poking everywhere. Yeah. And they're just, oh, I hate this. It is a pain in the butt. They're so hard to get on. God, I hated them things. Oh, man, those were horrible. Some things should stay in the 90s. That's the steel braided host kits, they need to stay there. But like, like I was talking about on the break, what about like cars you don't see, like the LeBarons and stuff like that? Those are, well, it's no secret that Chrysler front-wheel drive cars uh, have a following, and that's pretty much it. But like LeBaron, you and I were talking, if you have a... 91 or 90 LeBaron convertible with the variable nozzle turbo and the five speed, you got something that they only made like less than a hundred of that in perfect condition. Someone like me would spend good money on that. Um, and there are a few of us, um, out there, but for the most part, this car's got junked, and maybe now the ones that remain are parts cars for that one rare one that actually is worth something. I got another one. What Just, about the Dodge Neon, like the fast one? Uh, SRT. Well, yeah, they made some neat Neons too. Though, yeah, because you ACRs. have the cars. Re- exactly, yeah. the racing series Neons. Yeah. What about the Neons? Those that didn't get beat to hell, um, there's a market for those, I'm sure. Like the first generation Neon when they made the coupe, the little double overhead cam five speed ones were quick. Those are cool. You know what? I had a soft spot for the neons when they first came out. I did too, actually. They come in sublime green. Yeah. I don't think they called it that. No, it was called... I could have told you. My brother almost bought one. I could have told you. uh, When the ad campaign came out with high. Yes. I literally was about to say that. High. Uh, Nitro yellow green. Nitro yellow green. 
I love it. But the Neons were some cool little cars. They were cool. Little, uh, They were cool, and then they served a good purpose. They were fast. I'll tell you what went by fast is this show. I know, but we're having so much fun doing this. I'm telling you, son. The 90s. Well, we all love that like, era. like that, it was gone. <laughs> we love the 90s. We love the 90s. I think that's a TV show, but hopefully they don't have a copyright. Thanks, hopefully Kobe. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, people. Oh, man. Guys, I tell you what. I've had a lot of fun going back in the 90s talking about these new classics. Now I'm going to go home and complain about the weather like old people do and feel old. Guys, I want to thank everybody for playing along. You've been listening to Hot Rods and Happy Hour right here on 106.3 WORD. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t